from the creators of Relevant Magazine. It's the Relevant Podcast. It's a week of Friday, October 3rd, 2014, and this is The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and this week's show is brought to you by Ugmonk, a design lifestyle brand focused on producing high-quality products with a minimalist aesthetic and intense attention to detail. From t-shirts to prints to handcrafted leather goods and bags, every design is carefully thought out and executed. I, I have a couple hoodies, yeah, uh, I some art pieces. Um, I have a uh, mouse pad. From Ugmunk, I have a bag. I actually brought my bag in today. This that's, is my Ugmunk bag. Good quality stuff. Good canvas quality stuff. And Ugmunk uh, partners with Rice Bowls, an organization that helps feed orphans around the world. Uh, the founder is actually in Honduras right now, helping out an orphanage as we speak. Very cool. Ugmunk is offering a special discount to relevant listeners. You can use promo code RELEVANT at checkout and receive 20% off your entire purchase, which if you get something like a messenger bag is a lot of money. You can learn more about the organization, what they're doing, and check out their awesome products at ugmonk.com. That's U-G-M-O-N-K.com. Like I said, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios is Eddie Big Cat Coffold. Nice to see you, Cam. Very nice. <laughs> Over there on the ones and twos, Chad Michael Snavely. Hello, friends. In a little bit better mood today. Slightly. Yeah. Not much. <laughs> Just a little. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. We're going to see what we can do to change that, Chad. Okay. And on the uh, Skype line from Portland, Oregon, Joy Eggert. Howdy. No. No, Joy. That was good. You're really up in your game. So this is going to be... Swinging a mess. This is going to be a a good show and a weird show. Uh, The good show part of it is that coming up later, OK Go is joining us. Normal week. Just good and normal. Yeah. (laughs) Normal and weird. The weird part of what's going on is we are recording this on a Monday. Yeah. Because a lot of us are leaving town on on Tuesday. We're going to Nashville and Atlanta. Um... Second thing that's weird, um, we are going to run a previously recorded slices segment. Last week's slices that got preempted yeah. by Preemptive Love, yeah, uh, is going to run this week. Oh, oh, I thought it was from '89. Like we we're going to do like an Iron Contra <laughs> slice, right? right. <laughs> no, just last week. Uh, so that's going to be weird. Uh, the third thing that's weird is Jesse is deathly ill. I know. Here's the thing. I I, I think I'm going to be fine. I just haven't. I've been a little under the weather, and 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 I I told Chad I'm putting the rally cap on. The listeners won't even know that I'm not feeling 100. I think uh, Joy's hashtag is about to come back. Yeah. Uh, save Jesse or Jesse lives. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm preparing to go. I will be going to the doctor this afternoon. By the way. Yeah. And and the fourth thing that's going to make this one weird is Joy's hair. Oh my gosh, it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, Joy, Joy, Joy's hair is. If you've seen her, if you've done the Google image search, you know that she's got big hair. Which you can say you haven't, but then they have. You know that. Like, yeah. You have. <laughs> she kind of her hair normally looks like Tori from Saved by the Bell. I compliment. Uh, oh, the girl with the leather jacket on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Perfect. But the way you <laughs> described it this morning, Cameron was looks like you left a little conditioner in. So today, instead of having Tori hair, her hair is like lower. I don't, so, 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 Joy, let's ask, what happened? What happened? I washed it. She had a low-flow shower head. Yeah. <laughs> and a dry shampoo experience. <laughs> no, no, you don't understand, you guys. This is what it looks like clean. People think that I have big hair. I actually have premature female pattern balding. I am thin, thin, thin. So I rat, rat, rat. And then people think that I have luxuriously big hair. No, it's just 
dirty and ratted. It's kind of like pre-dreadlock. Is that exactly? Normal? I wore fake dreads in college. FYI. No, uh, you but like like didn't. did you wear them with the intention of people thinking that they were real dreads? Yes. Yeah. It was like I didn't have enough guts to actually do the real ones, so I would get like heavy wa- like heavy wax and just twist <gasps> and then blow dry instead of doing the rat. And then for like three weeks at Westmont College, which is like this is where Shauna went. Like kids are not doing dreads there. I was a weirdo. You were. Were, were you pretty cool though? Like, were people pretty impressed? <laughs> Probably not. My good friends now they're like, yeah, that's the first time I remember seeing you was in the DC our dining commons, and they're like, what? <laughs> I was in my own world. You're a very interesting puzzle, aren't you? Thank you. Just I'll take that as <laughs> a very interesting puzzle. <laughs> you really nice hair. The nicest thing Eddie's ever said to you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Jesse, you're all clean cut. I mean, you. You, you've shaved, your hair's cut, you're wearing a collared shirt. Look at this. I don't know what's going on. Everything is off kilter today. It's yeah. just the whole thing is off kilter. <laughs> Everything feels... My hair is... Uh, I'm very aware because I see myself on camera. Your hair is poofy. It is. Just a little... I know. I don't like I don't like seeing myself on because I'm very self-conscious of who is this clean-cut gentleman staring back at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that's not how I feel inside. You look like you I hate. feel like a person that should have fake dreadlocks. <laughs> <laughs> That is kind of jarring as you age that the the person looking back at you in the mirror doesn't look like the person you feel like. Yeah. I had headshots taken a couple weeks ago for IJM. Right. I, yeah. And yeah. Oh, for, for IJM, not yeah. not some community theater project. <laughs> Wait, is it the glamour shots with the soft focus and the feather boa? It is, it is not, but I was very... And the little tiny, tiny <laughs> top hat. <laughs> oh, no, I do have my senior pic for my senior pictures. I do remember, like, we did all the ones and the tuxedo and you're like we're almost done she's like actually want to do one more just kind of fun shot okay. and puts a leather jacket on me and like has me like hold the collar and look over my left shoulder and like in the moment I'm thinking in 20 years I'm still going to be making fun of this moment and I was right and so it's like that I was tried looking for it this weekend I couldn't find it because oh. I don't know it's just a random memory that popped but I, I had I had um, it's, had it's, sh- it's under the hair jar that's where <laughs> the family right, keeps right, it the jar of shame but I had headshots taken for IJM and they sent them to me and I like I'm looking at myself, looking at myself, and I'm like, you, sir, are aging. Like, there's little bags under my eyes. Who's like, this old guy? Yeah. I was I was at a conference last week. I had to talk about millennials. I was like, I, I had to speak. And, uh, You're the voice of a generation. It was, it, was like, it, it was like all these really old people who were, one, you know, and I, I, yeah, I represent, but I'm not a millennial. Right. You know, like I am like, I'm, I'm, I'm old, but they saw me as like a young person. It's what are you, just, Gen X? I'm at the tail end of Gen X, yeah. I wonder, uh, what, what is the cutoff year for that? It depends. Uh, some people say 79, some people say 81. Would I be. feel like I relate more to Gen Xers. I was born in 80. Millen- You're right there. You're in the vagary. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. You're in the gray zone. Right. You, you, neither generation wants you. <laughs> right. I'll just <laughs> throw me away. Be done. You're not cool enough for the millennials, and and, and haven't experienced enough for Gen X. You're yeah. just you're yeah. just adrift. My I was friend. born in Reagan's first hundred days, and they're just like I don't know how to just throw them away. But I did. I realized this past weekend that like I I I don't live age appropriately. I don't hang out with people who are my age. I hang out with people who are five and ten years younger than me, yeah. and therefore I 
that's who I am, yeah. but I'm not. I, I'm like I'm a no man's land. Yeah. On on a related note, thanks for the invite to the uh, Halloween party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of speaking of my immaturity, <laughs> I'm having a Halloween party again. Yeah, I almost invited you, Joy. I was sending out the invites at 3 a.m. last night. I'm very tired, by the way, and uh, I almost clicked your name just to make you come, but. I did. I'm on the. I'm on the. Facebook did it, did I do it? Did I? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Are you I'm, gonna go? I'm, I'm gonna be one of those people that says yes, and then you never really know if I'm gonna show up or not. Not quite sure. Yeah. You the... reply the maybe. You're one of the terrible yeah. people that says maybe. <laughs> yeah. Non-committal to everything. No, I had two experiences in the last few days of feeling so old, and both involved leaving establishments because it was too loud, and oh. I was getting exhausted just from having to talk loudly. I was oh. like, I can't handle this. My head's gonna explode. Yeah. Kids these days. <laughs> See, I still, I still feel like not that uh, you know we're we're all around the same age, but I, I maybe it's just because like if I do shave, like I I feel like I look younger than I am. But I had someone come to the door like selling you know some solicitor, and and they like looked at me and they they were like, um, is the dad home? <gasps> <laughs> I was like, my dad's not here. Whereas, <laughs> no, my dad's whereas, not. no joke, a solicitor knocked on my door uh, at eight o'clock this this week, and I opened the door and said, "Kids, it's just too late for this," and and said goodbye. So I was the old man. You're the commercial. Cur- I was. I didn't, I didn't slam curmudgeon. the door. I mean, I said it kindly, but I did call them kids, and I did say it was too late at eight o'clock p.m. <laughs> and then you hobbled away with your cane. Yeah, and went. You, you know, my Halloween party starts at nine. Yeah, no, that's why I won't be there. I will not be at that wow. party. Why? Uh, Zach Van Dyke is coming. Oh, no kidding. But there are two things. <laughs> there are two things that make me okay. not go to this party. Okay. Uh, okay. Number one, it's an open invite. No, it's no. no it's yes, friends, it, it's, friends and friends. It says at the top. I just shared it with all my friends. Open no. invite. You can invite put, your hey, friends. Cameron, I put it on Craigslist. Is that a big deal? <laughs> uh, oh, then I'll close it. I, I, I am fine with yeah. friends bringing their friends. I said, but, I said, even if the doors are shut, just make your way inside. <laughs> I put that specifically in the Craigslist app. You're not going to get past the second reason, which was your description of the party was, if you thought... Basically, I said it was like, insane last year, and this year's going to be more insane. Which was just like, well, well nope. <laughs> 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 not going to go. You know, you, know, you know what, this honestly... I. I've had a year to reflect on why did I do this last year? Why did I throw a big party? Not only Halloween, but also New Year's Eve. And, and, I, and I've concluded one thing. The one thing that um, I found out about myself through the Enneagram and all this stuff is like I like making memories and I like spontaneity and I like mm-hmm. but I like doing things that you remember. Like intentionally being a dad with Cohen when I, you know on a weekend we could just like hang out of the house and forget this weekend or we could go do something that right. we will always remember. Yeah. And I want to be intentional about things like that about making memories. Mm-hmm. And um and so that's why I'll go to Montana or I'll go to Canada golf and you know just like mm-hmm. yes, absolutely yes. And so, like, I kind of like those moments are kind of like milestones throughout the year for me. And so, uh, just growing up here or whatever, like on Halloween night and New Year's Eve, there was really just nothing to do. It was always like, you could go downtown, and I just don't like that crowd. And it's like, I want to be with people that, like, why can't we do something memorable? And so, that was literally, well, I have a house, I'll open it up, and let's do something fun and crazy, and we'll remember last Halloween. Indeed. And we do. Craigslist friends, come. (laughs) Was there a moment that changed, that that clicked, where, you know, it wasn't just evenings in your robe with a glass of scotch standing in front of a roaring fire, (laughs) occasionally throwing it into the fire in a rage? In moments of reflection. What a moment of self-reflection. The way you depict my life is like as though I'm Ron Burgundy. Well, that's what I'm saying. Was there a moment where it switched from that, the introvert, to wanting to create moments? 
You know, honestly, it was one of the, and maybe it's the aging thing. Yeah, life is short. We're only here once. I think it's when you watch The Great Gatsby, and you're like, "Oh, that's that's." What oh, I, I could do that. I want to be Gatsby. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was sad. Well, well, that not that part. Not the whole thing. It's not an exact. <laughs> just the cool be parties. Locked up in a room by himself for the entire party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. No, was, looking down with his glass yeah, of scotch that then he throws into the fire at the end of the party. <laughs> Yeah, it's just one of those things. Take that like, back. All metaphors fail at some point. I, I wasn't calling you guys. Before. I was like, oh, that is just the most depressing of- thing ever. You, you, you are sick, Eddie. <laughs> What's wrong with Gee, you? Thanks a lot, man. Anyway, that's all. I so everybody go out and make memories. There yeah. you go. <laughs> well, okay, so coming up later, after we talk to OK Go, uh, it's going to be fun. Jesse has a game, a listener interaction game. And I'm watching our Twitter feed. Yeah. There's a hashtag going around, uh, pick me Jesse, hashtag pick me Jesse. And people are making some pretty good cases. Uh, are you making selections as we go? Man, you would not believe what this person told me to get picked. People, people are <laughs> direct messaging us. They're trying to like jerk, juke the system. They're trying yeah. to like cut cut in line. I told them all they need to do is go repost Cameron's party invitation to make sure it's on the top of. Right, I'm, cl- I'm seriously every, closing every this night thing. now. From you guys have terrified me. I'm I'm literally closing it right now. I'm closing the invite. Yeah, you're it's only- all, uh, I mean, the damage is done. It's out there. Okay, well, moving on. It's time for entertainment releases. Music coming out on Tuesday, October. 7th, Flying Lotus is coming out with You're Dead. Uh, Caribou is coming out with Our Love, an actual caribou. That's it's exciting. That's sweet. Minus the Bear. These are all nature-themed bands uh, coming out with music this week. Minus the Bear is coming out with Lost Loves. Mm. So Caribou has Our Love. Minus the Bear has Lost Loves. Seems like a lot's happening yeah. in the seems like a, nature. Seems like some sort of trap. Birds and the bees. Subtract is coming out with Wonder Where We Land. Again, keeping with the nature and land yeah, theme. Yeah, the animal kingdom is and, going wild. And last, but, oh, nice. Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, last and least, Weezer is still making music with everything will be all right in the end. Obviously not talking about their own career. Hi-o! Movie releases coming out on Friday, October 10th. The Judge, that Robert Downey Jr., Robert Duvall movie. Kind of excited about that. Are you? It's Pirates uh, of the Caribbean know. meets The Apostle. Oh. <laughs> Well, I'm a little less excited now, but still, I like. Wait, no, not Pirates of the Caribbean. Iron Man, <laughs> Iron Man, Iron Man, Iron Man meets the Apostle. That's what I meant to say. I didn't understand, but I figured. I, you I, know what? They blur to me. Those two guys are the same actor to me. Okay, so Johnny Depp, no. and Johnny Depp, and Robert no. Downey Jr. I could just, just see all, that. all you do is you add a bunch of bracelets and handkerchiefs and scarves and eye makeup. To and Robert lo- Downey Jr. He's right. He's that's Johnny a Depp. really interesting point because in terms of career, they both have like. Success as young men, like, and a lot of like critically acclaimed great stuff and gigantic blockbusters. Right, they've done the same formula, and they can, and they're great actors. They're both great actors, and I mean, I, I can't tell them apart. Interesting. So, did you Iron know Man that Robert Downey Jr. was on SNL early in his career for one yeah. season? Yeah. So uh, also a uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus, and there were only one more movie: uh, Alexander and the Terrible Horrible No. Um, it's uh, Steve Carell, Jennifer Garner. Let's no go good, very bad day is what it's supposed to say. Well, thanks, Rotten Tomatoes. Is that from that other production company that uh, Jesse was telling us about? Yeah, that's the Asylum version. So Rotten Tomatoes retitled the movie just saying, and the terrible, horrible, no. Like, yeah. don't go see it. It's, uh, yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> they're, they're just helping you out. Yeah. They're, they're weaving their reviews into the movie names now when they uh, publish them. <laughs> what were you going to say, Steve Carell tried out for SNL. And didn't, didn't make it. Didn't make it. Mm. Yeah. Then his next call was to uh, Stephen Colbert. And that's how they got on The Daily Show. So, mm-hmm. a little bit of entertainment history. Apparently, we all read the same article about people who were on, on SNL. SNL just for a little bit or almost made it. Oh. <laughs> the new Weekend Update anchor, 
Michael Che, I think uh-huh. his name is, was a writer for SNL, left SNL to go to The Daily Show, mm-hmm. and then came back. And yeah. was nervous out of his mind during the season premiere. I, he fumbled so many lines. Ugh, I thought that whole premiere was a mess. It was, I did, Chris Pratt was kind of all over the place. He he passed. He went. Uh, his charm carried him, but he kept flubbing. But it was kind of funny and charming when he flubbed. But yeah, when the cast was nervous, that was a little off putting. But see, I don't think it was funny and charming. I don't like it when like. He felt like he didn't fully commit, and he was always doing kind of a wink to the camera that, like, oh, I'm on SNL, but I'm not taking it too seriously. Like, when he did his opening song, I'm like, yeah. okay, I understand how you didn't hit the D chord, and, like, maybe you're nervous playing guitar in front of people, but also, like, when he messed up the words, I'm like, it's on a cue card, like, ten feet from your and face. And you've had how many rehearsals at this point? I know. It's including it, a full live run-through. It's like when people, like, get in, do an acceptance speech, and they're like, I had no idea, like, I was even going to win this, and I didn't write a speech. I'm like, you. it was from yeah. a billion actors, you made it to the top five. Like, be prepared. Point, no, like, I instantly picture them in the shower, which is weird, but I'm like, you know you were practicing this in the shower right before you came here. Totally. <laughs> and, and you I, nailed it at that point, too. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, the, the other thing, too, is like, do, do you ever watch an SNL skit and think about, these are supposedly, and, and look, I love SNL. It's a great show, and yeah. I don't want to be overly critical, but I'm just I'm just talking purely objectively here. We've all been there watching the show, and it's like, these are the, the finest minds in comedy. Right. right. Like th- these are the elite. You've made it to the Absolutely. SNL writers room and it's the second skit of the season premiere of the 40th year of the show. You have the biggest movie star in the world and it's and it's about a a, a, a vet that kills animals. Right. They've like, had a whole summer. <laughs> yeah. They have been, we've had 3 months and this is going to we're coming out of the gate right I, here. I feel you know, like there's more momentum. grace as the show goes on cuz it's just like all right, you had yeah, you you're turning it out week after week after week. Right. But that first week you're and everything has to be out of the ballpark. Well, and they all submit. They all submit like 12 different sketches and right. from that there's only like a handful that are picked. And it was about a vet that kills animals. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the guy that handed that in he's like they're due today. Um okay, it's a vet, <laughs> but wait a minute, they kill animals. Uh they have funny hair. Each of the three of them have funny hair. Yeah. What do you the, think? The worst like, ending of a sketch right. in a long time was right. that sketch. It was. So- it was like they didn't know what to do, so they just walked off. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that'll do it for your entertainment releases and your SNL season premiere this is, review. This is what we do now. <laughs> we talk about SNL for a couple months. Stay tuned. Up next, slices. Portions of this week's podcast are sponsored by World Vision. Our friends at World Vision have been serving the church for over 60 years as it serves the world's most vulnerable. Together with the church, they work to bring a full solution to the root causes of poverty, addressing some of the greatest needs of our day, including the crisis in the Middle East and the Ebola outbreak in West Africa. World Vision believes God is calling us to the world's hardest places in this time of unprecedented need. Invite your church to join with World Vision in the margins and bring hope and transformation to those suffering around the world. To find out how you can get involved, visit worldvision.org slash church. You're listening to you two. 
Uh, the song is uh, Cedarwood Road. Where Cameron's, do you get? Where did Cameron's, you even find that? Cameron's mad because he like spent the last two weeks trying to delete it out of his iTunes, and I found it again. Cameron, so you did not appreciate the strategy of the YouTube you Apple marketing put, team. I didn't say anything about that. No, he, he I didn't mind. rolled his eyes as he was I, announcing I, the song. No, no, here's the thing. It's like, I mean, as an album and as a, as a YouTube album, it's just like, I, I feel like they've had better eras, obviously, musically. I listened to the album one time on that's an your, airplane. That's your problem. Did you fall asleep? And I f- literally fell asleep. There's your problem. My, my brother said something about U2 that I think is really wise. He said that U2 is, I think we've talked about this, U2 is a band that insists upon themselves. Like, everybody, oh, I love U2. They're so great. The new album. I'm so glad it's on iTunes. Until you, like, listen to it and you're like, well. Yeah, it was an well, album. You know. There wasn't a bad song. It's like Coldplay, it? everybody. Coldplay. Well, actually, yeah. I think their newest album, which I thought just like released this week, but everyone's telling me no, because <laughs> yeah. I just got an email from Coldplay saying you can listen to it for free. So no, for it's the on. First time. It's on Spotify for the first time. That's yeah. Because I got the same email. When did it? I, which I like to pretend is from Chris directly, but cool. yeah. When when did the it album, actually come out? The album came out like three. Jesse, ago. what are some emails God, you've gotten lately? Well, I, 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 I will, I will, real quick, I will say this about the new U2 album. I feel the exact same way about the new U2 album as I feel about the iWatch. And that is, like, I guess I should be kind of excited about it. I'm not excited about it. And it's happening. I'm just going to have to deal with it. Right. You, know, you have like, an obligation to listen and the obligation to wear a watch. And you didn't really want to do either. You don't have to no, deal no, with I the iWatch. Just don't buy that, one. That, that, no, but I have to deal with this as a cultural trend now. That now that I'm going to be in line somewhere, and there's going to be some dude in front of me trying to do the transaction on his watch, and it's going to take an extra thirty seconds because it's just exactly. like it's just like I have to take the time to del- to save space on my phone by deleting the new YouTube album. It's just happening. I'm just going to accept it. Yeah, I'm not going to form an opinion about it. I'm just not into it. Either of them, YouTube. Or the new iWatch. Whatever. It is what it is. I, I think my issue Thanks, with the U2 album is they're allowed to continue to be creative and they're allowed to oh, not good. do anything magical. Permission. I don't love that. Like, like, that doesn't bother me. I don't do love... Do they know that they have... Have you replied no, to Chris's email and no, said no, you no. have my blessing? No, it didn't go to my Android phone, so it doesn't matter to me. But I just don't love the fact that it was, it was pushed upon us. Like, you have to... This, you of course you want this, and in your of library. course, of course, like Apple sees it as like an awesome free thing. Like you know, why couldn't they have just made it a free purchase? Here's like the you thing. click on it, you don't have to download it. You don't have. Yes, to this is exactly. the thing that just it's, drives me crazy. Is everyone has been griping this about works. this album? I can't delete it from my iTunes. I can't do anything. All you have to do is not hit the download Here, button. Here's Chad. I don't want to scroll by it. Yeah, here's the deal: it is available in the iTunes Store, and instead of a price. It just says free. That's it. And you can click it. However, a lot of people have turned on the function to automatically download their purchases. Well, then that's their problem. And so they woke up, and there's an album on their Chad, phone. Chad, I have a question, a very serious question for you. And I can't see your face right now, so I don't, I don't, can't read you it's how burnt. serious your anger is. But this <laughs> okay. is a serious question. Are you like... Uh, Doing work on the side for Apple's marketing yes. and came up with this plan. <laughs> yes, like, you're super defensive. About, I am sick and tired of hearing right. about people wanting to delete this but album. He, yeah. But he's kind of right. It's kind of like the um, uh, who's the comedian KC or K- CK Louis KC dyslexic Louis CK with the whole like you know the internet on the airplane. It's take it's give it a second. It's going to outer space. I mean, if you think back into the '90s, if people were told that they could get a free U2 album, people <laughs> would lose. Their mind, and now it's an inconvenience that it's automatically down. And it's like, and it's made out of nothing. It's just 
zeros and ones. It's not even what is this thing? That's How right. does this 20 work? Years ago, you had to pay fourteen ninety nine, which was like three hours of minimum wage. You had to get on your bike and g- drive and like go to Asylum Records, and you had but, but to find you, you, it. And the, the analogy, though, is <laughs> not that the the technology of nineteen ninety that makes it so powerful. It's that's when people cared about you too. Yeah, like, <laughs> people were stoked about to get people were. Would pay fourteen ninety nine for a U two album because it was the nineties. Yeah, actually, <laughs> actually, then what was awesome was a Apple representative walked into my house and put it on in my tape player and pushed play and required me to listen to it. Yeah, it That's, was. It wasn't. It, it wasn't that at that time. Bono wasn't a caricature of himself. If, if it, Bono of the nineties wouldn't go up on on a on a on a you know tech expo and do the lamest finger to finger hand movement in the world yeah. with the CEO and just make everyone embarrassed and uncomfortable. You know, at what? that moment I got annoyed that their album was coming on. I my think phone. I think what bugs me about I don't care about they gave it away for free or whatever. I think what disappointed me about this YouTube album as an album is how painfully aware I am. Maybe it's because I'm older now. Maybe I don't know. I'm painfully aware of what a bad lyricist Bono is. The lyrics are awful. And if you listen to it, even the commercial that's playing right now and stuff, if you it's like, oh yeah, arena chant, I can I could totally hear this in a massive concert, right? The 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 melody of it all. Right. But if you listen to the lyrics Yeah, if you were to read them on a sheet of so paper, it's comical. Bad. So bad. And I think again, maybe it's because I'm actually now listening to lyrics mm-hmm. and not just like humming the tune. And I'm just like, oh man. And it just totally has undone it for me. Like it unraveled the album for me. If you listen to the lyrics of the album, it's so and, bad. And I thought, like leading up to it, I was pretty excited because I heard they were working with Danger Mouse yeah, for the production. Me like, too. where's the Danger Mouse in this? Because most of the things that he touches, I like, or at least. I think is interesting. That's the problem with the new U2 album. I don't think it's interesting. Think about how difficult it would be, though, to come in as an outside producer who's never worked with U2 before and have to tell those guys no. Yeah, or well, to tell them that clearly their he didn't. Sucks. That's what I'm saying. He shrunk. Bono just did Bono. Yeah. You know, and like it just doesn't, it just didn't go anywhere new. To me, it just wasn't interesting. To me, it was like, I've, it felt familiar from the first note. I was just like, I've heard this album already, and that's okay. And that's why I fell asleep. Wait, so there's a there's a producer oh, that gave himself like a stage name of Danger Mouse? I think a lot of them do. Yeah. Like I don't I, like I think a lot of producers give themselves names. We know stage the backstory. Names. Like did did he really he's he, like he he, he, he I think I, he came to prominence from the 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 Black and Blue album, which was a a, a homemade mashup of Jay-Z. Uh, of uh, yeah, of the Beatles uh, and Jay Z. I think Beatles. it was called yeah. the Gray Album. It was called. It was a mix of the Black the Album and the White Album. album. The yeah, it was yeah, it Black yeah, and Blue? Yeah. Black and Blue. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But but then but then he went on to uh, he rose to to major fame with uh, Gnarls Barkley. Yeah, correct. And Joy, it's it's a phenomenon that actually happens in the musical community where like you know names are not actual birth certificate names. You know, like yeah. Wiz Khalifa. Wizard Khalifos is probably his kept his. not on his birth certificate. Even Bono in the Edge. Yep. Well, right. Paul Houston and that's Bono. What's the Edge's name? It's uh, Ron Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Chris Martin was like born with a name like Danger Mouse, and for his stage name, changed it to Chris Martin. <laughs> and you know, Chris, and you know, Chris, I think yours should be Little Musical now. Oh, Joy, did you know about Chris Martin, your friend who emails you? Did you know that his parents are big Christians. in the, in the uh, Vineyard worship movement in the UK? Yeah, the yeah, worship you, leaders. You don't want to get me started on my... Yeah, I've been to a number of Coldplay concerts. I've had 
I don't really remember my dreams a lot and I've had multiple dreams about him and it's not in a romantic way. It's like I have dreamed about just being friends with him and Gwyneth. Um, well, not, I, well, not anymore. I know hey, it would be him and Jennifer Jennifer Lawrence, I believe. I know no. we emailed about that yesterday. I was like, "Look, dude, it's too soon. It's strategic. I really think it's strategic. He's got this album coming out. They want to. I'm sure his, you know, agent introduced him to her. I'm sure there's some level of interest, but whatever. He needed a little spike. The album came out three months ago. For me, it was a strategic coupling to get me to listen to the. It new just album. got pushed through Google Play yesterday. A strategic That's coupling, a- as opposed to the intentional strategic uncoupling. uncoupling. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. only two artists that I have those feelings towards. Again, non-romantic. It's just like, I legitimately think we would be good friends. It's Chris Martin and Eminem, and I've had multiple dreams about Eminem. Eminem, that'd be awful. We're both from Michigan. What is that There's better musicians from Michigan. I mean, there's Kid Rock. I can't tell my heart what to do. I'm just saying, these are the dreams that I have. These are the people that I'm like, I need to be in their life for a reason. Are you and Eminem like hanging out with Kid Rock? Yeah. No, we don't like Kid Rock. Oh. Me and Marshall. Not all Michigan artists, then. Oh, no. I don't like the white. What what about the the white stripes? White stripes, no. What? That guy freaks me out. Oh, you know, I mean, sure. uh, he's a hero. He's a musical hero. Oh, I have never, ever, ever claimed to know much about music at all. A little bit about rap. Okay. Um, okay. A little and, bit. A little bit meaning. Yeah. Her, uh, the best rapper in the world to her is who? Mace. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> Good. Nice. Exactly. Wow. No, truly, it's probably yeah. Jay-Z and Eminem. They can, they can rap. Eminem can make things flow and rhyme that don't rhyme. That's... Yeah, you know who else can do that? Bono. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, r- real quick. The Black and Blue album was the Jay-Z Weezer mashup. Okay. okay. All right, Jesse. Oh, Good. Yeah. <laughs> it was Jay-Zer. He's like, he just put it on Wikipedia. He just, he, he's an editor. I invented, I'm mixing it right now so that I'm not wrong. What's, what's, your, uh, what's your mixer name? Your producer it's Jay-Zer. name? Jay-Zer. <laughs> Jay-Z's I don't know if I actually tweeted it, but I had an idea for a Christian rap name. Oh, it's it was Jay Zizus. Ah. <laughs> I made myself giggle for a long time over that one. I just want to say my DJ name would be Ted Danson. <laughs> but it's D-A-N-C-I-N. Apostrophe, yeah. That's yeah. how you get the party started. I would be Craig T. Nelson, and the stage would just be a massive light-up T that every time the bass hit, it just goes... All right, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? Okay, well, I have to uh, thank a, a, a Twitter follower who sent me this named Christopher. I lost the tweet. I can't remember his last name, but thanks, Chris. Uh, I'm very. I would. I, I didn't know uh, if Sean was going to be on because I would like her input on this. Maybe I'll ask her next week. Um, but I may be having to go to Chicago soon, guys. Okay. There was a YouTube video that that surfaced this week that's getting a lot of attention that uh, um, shows a creature in the Chicago River. Now, real quick for some context, when we were recently with in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Cameron and I, Shauna took us down to this really, I'm not familiar with the geography of downtown Chicago. There's a really cool like river running right through downtown. Yeah, a river runs through it. That's what the book was based on. <laughs> not aware of that. Wait, you've not seen a river runs through it? I haven't either. It's beautiful. I know it. I know it. Nothing more than just as a phrase. It's beautiful. It's about two brothers, right? Two brothers coming of age and, and their relationship with their dad and with each other and with life. Is there fly fishing? There is. Yes. Okay, yes, yes, because yes. when I was up in Montana, 
uh, fly fishing, somebody was like, you are so a river runs through it right now. Because I really love the fly fishing and yeah. you know, the, the yeah. moment of it all. And you love coming of age. Both of the brothers. I'm uh, coming of middle age. <laughs> you would actually, it's a very good movie. All right. So anyway, there's a sweet, there's a sweet river running right through Chicago where you can, you can go on kayaks and boats and, and, all, and all manner of watercraft. And, and a video surfaced this week on YouTube where two dudes are hanging out uh, by the side of the river and they're, and they're filming the boats go by. And what appears to be a wild hippopotamus surfaces. What? No way. What, Is it, that, do they even have those in America? Exactly. Well, if they're wild... I mean, so, you never so, know. Was there remote control? Them. Is it like with those those Hanna Barbera cartoons where the villain evil mastermind would create something like that, but it was really like robotic or it was a submarine or? Well, like a lot of things, cryptozoological, mm-hmm. the, the the footage is very difficult. <laughs> From to what tell. I know about cryptozoology, <laughs> well, here's the thing about mythical animals: uh, for some reason, the people that find them don't have very good cameras ever. So, what I can tell, yeah. this is definitely hippopotamus swimming in the Chicago River. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, uh, the Chicago News is on it, um, and the the Chicago police said they haven't received any calls about any reports of wild animals roaming the streets or rivers. Uh, someone from the from the zoo there gave a statement and said it's unlikely that there's a hippo in the river uh, b- because Chicago gets very cold. And uh, so I did some research, and there's a lot of mixed opinions, but I, I'm going to go with the authority, which is WGN-TV, okay. because I remember they used to be the national syndicate, nationally syndicated Chicago. They, they have authority to talk about Chicago. They still are. They still do. You can watch Chicago Cubs games. All and you can watch the Chicago 10 o'clock news every it's night. It's the weirdest thing, isn't it? How did yeah. that sneak through? How do yeah, we... I don't know. Well, well so, so anyway, this is the headline from WGN-TV. Keep in mind, this is the authority. Video. Is a hippo swimming in the Chicago River? You decide. Well, guess what? I decided yes. And I am... They're the authority. They, they gave me permission to make the decision here, and yes, it's a hippo. I mean, I'm defaulting to the authority figure. So, uh, as, as listeners know, and you guys know, I'm a huge fan of the series Monster Quest, yeah. and I've seen pretty much every episode. There has yet to be an urban episode. Okay. Most of the time, these guys are out in the jungle looking for wild beasts that most likely exist that we just haven't found yet. Now we have one in an American city. I want I, I'm volunteering my services to Rahm Emanuel and the city of Chicago to go up there and commandeer this hippo, however long it takes. Though I will need a substantial amount of money to live off of while I'm there, because it's a very expensive city. All I need is a kayak, a uh, bow and arrow with a tranquilizer, and do you know uh, that hippos kill? Like they're the most. Um, I feel like they kill humans more than any other animal. Yeah, they do. Hey, and they're hey, vegetarians. Hey. It's just that they're super territorial, and so they'll bite you in half and spit you out. Elements of danger have never, uh, never come in the, the way of any of my monster quests. So not worried about it. What do you have, Eddie? All right, you guys. Um, in my quest to bring you the finest slices, I have uh, combined three articles, and I'm trying to make this work well. So here we go. Have we heard about? Well, we've heard of the Nobel Prize. I'm sure, Jesse, you've been up for a few uh, in your lifetime. Um, well, some 
pretty huge nerds at uh, Harvard, now granted they're super, super smart and are going to run the world someday, have come up with a yearly thing called the uh, Ig Nobel Prize, where it's a parody of the Nobel Prize that's given every year in Mm -hmm. October for 10 unusual and trivial achievements in scientific (laughs) research. So at first, I thought, oh, they just kind of come up with like silly experiments. And so that's not what they do. Every year... Actual real researchers do incredibly in-depth experiments and release the results. Now, I went to get these, and I'm like, okay, so what is it like? Just like a little one-page write-up? Oh, no. It's like pay 35 bucks. You can get the abstract online. They do full research into these topics. And so um, this year, the Nobel, the Ig Nobel Prize winners have been announced, and I thought that some of these would be particularly uh uh, helpful for our group to know about. Um, the winner of the physics prize was uh, some really complex names that I can't pronounce. They're from Japan, and they spent uh, uh, they spent a ton of time talking about the fictional coefficient under banana skin. So what they did was study this year what like how what the friction level is between your foot and a banana and then your banana a banana like a banana peel mm-hmm. and the ground and there is this incredibly complex study that shows basically why it's funny that you would slip on a banana peel has that ever happened has anyone actually slipped on a banana peel it's oh, really yeah. funny that you ask that my daughter dropped a banana peel on the ground last week and my foot hit it and I slipped. Now I didn't fall over and do the whole like Charlie Brown kicking the football thing. You you didn't slide out in your go-kart that you were driving? It it was (laughs) very, very, uh, very slippery. Uh, The Neuroscience Prize went to uh, uh, a whole group of folks from China and Canada and we're talking like these are brilliant people. Um, And they did an article and did a research project called Seeing Jesus in Toast, Neural and Behavior Correlates of Face Period. I don't even know the last word of it. But basically, why is it that we're crazy enough to think we see faces in toast and on buildings and stuff? So they won the psychology prize. Um, the, The study that I thought Joy might be interested in paying $35 for and reading the entire thing uh, is called Describing the Relationship Between Cat Bites and Human Depression Using Data from an Electronic Health Record. I thought that might be helpful for you. Yeah. So I guess. So they're saying cat bites make people depressed? Yeah. 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 And I think think they're saying that because they think their cat doesn't love them. Uh, and so the cat bites them, but they studied actually physically what happens when a cat bites you and if that actually makes you depressed. And then the mm-hmm. last one, I think, uh, that was probably the most enlightening that I won't do, of course, because I'm vegan, but the rest of you carnivores can do, except for Chad. Um, they, there is a problem that kids apparently – some kids have really chronic nosebleeds. And they found an old uh, – what is it? It's not a wives' tale. What's the word? Uh, like a, yeah. an old remedy, an old home okay. remedy. Oh, yeah. Homeopathic. Uh, is that it? No. Cryptozoological. Uh, yeah, a, crypt- so. <laughs> a cryptozoological physics solution. remedy of uh, packing the nose. They used to stuff cured pork in the noses of kids, and they said it would stop. And so they actually did a whole... The kid walks around hungry all day. <laughs> they did a whole study on this. Man, called- I'm dying Lunch for him. feels Damn like it's my- in reach. I just... <laughs> 
Uh, and so they did a whole study on this called nasal packing with strips of cured pork as treatment for uncontrollable epistaxis in a patient with, and then something I can't even pronounce. And they did find that, in fact, putting cured pork in your nose because of the fatty texture of the pork and also the salt in it, and it pulls liquid out, is actually incredible for curing uh, nosebleeds in little kids. And so some important research has been done. I wanted to bring that to us and... Uh, um, there you go. That's good stuff. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to. The game has been uh, take changed. Back my homeopathic title because uh-huh. I just looked it up. Homeopathic is medical philosophy based on the practice that the body has the ability to heal itself. So that would it, not include strips of meat in your nose. Well, I came up with wives' tales, which is even was human meat. It didn't make it's any true. sense. It's better than Cut my off guess. Some of your baby pinky, and yeah. then just <laughs> baby <laughs> pinky. Your baby. It's pinky. not like a baby tooth. It's just your pinky. No, I think they're cute, like little babies. <laughs> baby, you say baby toe. Yeah, that's yeah. I do say baby toe. Let you me are. be who I am. I say You're... actually, I call it foot pinky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, I got I got a hangnail on my foot pinky. <laughs> really need to get that looked at. <laughs> All right, that'll do for slices. Stay tuned. Up next. Okay, go. You're listening to New Lore. The song is Mercy, You Need Saving. From the new album Animal Evolve, which is playing right now on The Drop at relevantmagazine.com. This week's interview is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, or online store. I'm a customer. I built relevantmediagroup.com one afternoon using Squarespace. It is such an easy process. You can create beautiful design with drag-and-drop content. Uh, All their sites are responsive for mobile devices. You can even set up an online store. I'm telling you, it is easy, and you don't have to be a web designer to know how to do it. You can start a trial with no credit card required and start building your website today. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, uh, make sure to use the offer code RELEVANT and get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for the Roman podcast. Um, we're, I'm a fan of Squarespace. I use the service and it's really cool they support the podcast. Squarespace.com, a better web. Starts with your website. OK Go is a rock band originally from Chicago and now based in LA. Uh, they're probably most known for their quirky and elaborate music videos, which are like these one-take kind of shots. They, they kind of created viral music videos. Uh, the band has released four albums, including this year's Hungry Ghosts. The album's first single, The Writings on the Wall, was released in June, along with a music video that reached over one million views in a day. Uh, the band is featured in the current issue of Relevant. It's a fascinating piece. Uh, our very own writer, John Taylor, recently spoke to them. Here is OK Go. Like I, I wanted to ask, like, 
what's the first what's the first thing you remember creating like the very first thing ever yeah no i mean i was a big 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 time lego fiend my dad used to do a lot of business trips in europe and they used to have different legos in europe than we did in the states and i would just i would like i, I would give him these long lists of like my wish list of what i wanted from europe and he would yeah, you know, he would only get me one set usually, but it was like the big. It was the biggest deal when he'd come back from Europe with, you know, like I was really into the Technics ones, you know. And like, if we go back that far, yeah, it probably was Legos. I spent a lot, a lot of times with Legos, time with Legos. I spent a lot of time painting and drawing as a kid. Um, I remember I got really into just drawing shapes. Like, I I would draw these. I mean, paint these very carefully. Paint these these abstract, very simple things like like a a circle and a swoosh. I, mean, I was not. I did not play a lot of music as a kid, as a young kid. I studied violin, but I hated it. Um, and I, it, 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 it led me to, to summer camp where I met Tim. So that was that was, and where I, I subsequently continued doing visual art instead. But um, it, it was great, great for great for my life. But I did not like playing it very much. Um, I've seen a lot of like drawings I made as a little kid that I don't remember making. You know, it's like I, I, obviously, you know, every kid scrawls on stuff and um my parents save those religiously like everyone else that everyone else's parents and uh, my the, i i saw a report card of mine recently from kindergarten my my school actually gave like report cards and and oh my was, God. It, the whole thing was like you know da damien has a, a a you know wildly inventive mind we're not sure it's controllable but <laughs> but it's <laughs> um but but he likes to make stuff you know I've never been able to articulate this as well as I want, but we often get the question about, uh, you know, how our videos affect our music, how our vi uh, music affects our videos, and the one way that I think the videos have had a real impact on the music is that the success of the weirder things we've done we have did a really good job of cementing something that we knew intellectually, but it's very hard to um, to get yourself to believe emotionally and really live by, which mm -hmm. is that um, that your best ideas are not your safest ideas, you know? They're like the things that like you feel most strongly are top of the things you will do best and people will like the most and will have the like the best life out there in the world. And it's so easy to like especially in the this shrinking music industry where so little succeeds and so and, and it's so hard to make a living, it's so easy yeah. for people to play it safe all the time. I like you know, and, and try to you know, not even consciously but sort of like recreate the thing they did last time, you know, that worked. Like or 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 work with the same producer that that Katy Perry does. Katy Perry is successful, you know. Or or like follow the formula in some way, shape, or form. And the videos, which which completely followed no formula, and and then and then you know were, were such a driving force for our career. Um, they they really they really helped like fold back on the music and go like. And this sort of happened before the last album we put out was like, oh right, we really don't need to like like when a song comes into your head and and you think to yourself, uh, that doesn't really sound like us, quote-unquote, like, that's not what our band sounds like. Um, I, I think I used to pay attention to that voice, and now I'm pretty good at being like, no, if it's a good disco song, then it's a good disco song, and we're playing it. Like, I don't, you know, so what if we're not a disco band? This, this is, we are whoever we are, and if we're making, you know, if, if, if this record is more electronic, then it's more electronic. If this record sounds nothing like the last, then fine. 
it's it's been really good for us creatively because I, I think like uh, I, I just think we, we we're able to find a clearer voice if we're not if, if you know when you can when you can actually listen to your own emotions more clearly you know when you're like uh, not when there isn't that filter in between of who you think you're supposed to be, you know. What would you say that, that you've learned, like, in the past couple of years? Like, everybody's, like, you know, getting more mature. You guys are, are getting older. Why, what do you guys, what have you guys learned? Like, me and Tim have been making stuff together since 87. I mean, the band, yes, yes, under this name since, since 98. But it's been, I mean, ever since I've known Tim, we've been making stuff together. And that's, that's going on 20, well, just past our 27th anniversary as friends. And what have I learned in the last, last couple of years? I think... A big one is that we reached a place where there will be another chance tomorrow. Um, for many years, it, it was like, if we don't if we don't play this show, we may never get offered another show ever. You know, if we don't take this tour, we may never get another. You know, we may never be offered another tour. And then more emotionally, uh, this is going to be really hard to sum up, but I think um, I think learning to distrust who you think you are. Um, and and uh, and and listen listen to what's actually happening right now emotionally and dare I say spiritually like I, I think I, I think I had a much more stable um, self image uh, ten years ago I think I thought I knew who I was and and I've recently learned that I that how much I don't know about myself and um, and that's terrifying and beautiful. That was OK Go. Check out the new album at okgo.net. You're listening to Imogen Heap. The song is Me the Machine, which is not the song that I like her knows. other song, the computer song. How does it go? How does it go, Eddie? <laughs> Sing it. And Eddie, slow dance. Joy, you want to do the high part? The computer high part? Where are we? <laughs> what? <laughs> Just in general. Are fix, you guys singing the same song? Chat will fix that in post. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Okay. All right, it's time, it's time for <laughs> our game. Now, Jesse has come up with a game. Uh, we have chosen through a hashtag 
situation on Twitter. We've chosen uh, one listener to join us. Um, Jesse, what is the game, first of all? Okay, so for a little context, we are right in the throes of a fall debut television series uh, season. Okay. So right now, all the networks are rolling out their new shows. Yeah, like uh, SNL. Yeah, like SNL that we just uh, uh, discussed. But uh, every year, a handful, most of those shows get axed. They get canceled right. because they just don't work. Okay. So you made a game about axed shows. Yes. Over the years, some okay. really bad TV has been made that <laughs> reading about them in retrospect is actually <laughs> a, a little weird and embarrassing. So this game is called Did This Seriously Get Made? Okay. And so joining us to play the game uh, against you, Eddie the Cat Coffolds. <laughs> I love this show. Is, I just found out about that. Is, Great. <laughs> is uh, listener Chad Utke. Chad Key. Uh, welcome, to the, <laughs> welcome to the Roman Podcast, Chad Utke. Thank you for having me. Uh, where are you calling us from? I'm calling from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Hey! hey. So, so this is what this right now is is the United States versus Canada. Oh my god! This is like the World Cup. This is the War of 1812. Uh, <laughs> is that a thing? I don't know much about history. <laughs> Canadians, Canadians will understand that. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so, Chad, uh, what what do you do? For a living, uh, I'm an electrician. You're an electrician. Oh, are, you? are you? Are you currently on the job? Because this is the middle of the workday. I uh, I kind of had a little bit of strep coming on, and you guys confirmed my decision to call in sick today. I like that. <laughs> so strep throat. Uh, so let's get on a podcast and talk. Yeah, that's that's. Exactly. I like I like to think that we're saving people. I like to think that people are not contracting strep throat right now because of this game. <laughs> like, like Chad, Chad, you're not spreading that virus because you're choosing to play. It with could us. have been like a Canadian Ebola. Uh, the strep could have been coming from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and and you have quarantined it. Thank you. Don't know a... that he's not in a room with little children right now. Oh, Chad, true. are you? I'm not. You're a hero. You're a national you're a hero. hero. You're a national treasure. You are right up there with John Candy, my friend. You know what else you're a hero? <laughs> and Chad? Martin Short. And Martin Short and. Uh, Jim Carrey, or your other national treasures, and Brian Adams, and, and uh, Justin Bieber, and Celine Dion. Are we? Uh, this is not. Let's the game. just keep going. Um, well, let me ask you this, Chad. Other than Chad anyone Utke. you're related to, who is your favorite Canadian? Uh, Sidney Crosby, hockey. I don't know. Oh, okay, Chad. other than a hockey player, who's your favorite Canadian? Avril no. Lavigne. Chad Kroger, Nickelback. Oh. Oh. Isn't, isn't she with him? Isn't Avril Lavigne yes. married to him? Oh boy! No, they they just I just read an article where they're getting divorced because no. she was Nickelback. Oh, it's the first family of Canada. Oh, Chad, that's, it's, it's over. That's crazy, eh? <laughs> yeah. poor, poor Chad Key. All right, Chad Key, uh, you will be playing against Eddie Koffeltz. Jesse, tell us about the game. How's this work? Okay, so how it's going to work is I'm going to read a description of a TV show that was once a, a reality in prime time. Wait, wait a second. Uh, now, you're talking about American television. Uh, is Chad at a distinct disadvantage? Yeah. Possibly, but I'm guessing some of these were, were available, available internationally. All right. um, All right. Or maybe thrived internationally. Yeah, who knows? They could have had a second life in Canada. Uh, so, so uh, most of these descriptions come from Wikipedia. I will read what the show is about. I will give you four choices of the correct name of the show. You tell me which one is uh, actually the name of the program. If you get it right, you get a point. Somebody keeping score. Yeah, I'm keeping right score. Here. I have my computers fired up. We are ready to go. Did Chad, you- good luck, man. No matter how this ends up, I want to know that I have a lot of respect for you. So here we go. <laughs> Thank you. I think being an electrician is a terrifying job. 
Well, yeah. Every day you could die. I know. I'll do anything in my house except anything electrical, and then I'm like, nope, nope, nope. I can't see it. I don't understand it, and it's magical, and then it'll just I just me. replaced a uh, outlet in my kitchen, one of the, the outlets, yeah. uh, with um, one that had USB uh, plugins cool. built in. You know? Chad, you know much about those? <laughs> I, I do. I did that last week in our uh, condo unit. You're there a you good go. electrician, man. <laughs> I, I did one. I did one of the, the, the outlets in my bathroom because it, it stopped working. And it was one that had the little button on there. I don't know what those are called. Uh, yeah. GFC outlets or something? Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. it gets really hot when the hair dryer's going. But uh, other than that, it's been pretty good. Question, should we play the game? Because I, I have a bunch of electrical questions about my own home that I would love to get answered. <laughs> All right, take it away, Jesse. All right, Chad Key. Eddie, uh, you can go first. Represent your country. Uh, this show follows the hilarious adventures of an attorney played by none other than Jerry Van Dyke, who we recently discussed. Rest in peace. Who purchases a talking used car that is actually his dead mother who has been reincarnated into a station wagon. Wait, this made it onto the show. Yeah, I think we talked about this. We talked about this on the show. Isn't this my mother the car? The choices are... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Chad. Driving mom crazy. Yeah. My mother the car. Stop or my mom mom will honk. Or my mom has died and come back as a car. I do appreciate your writing for the other three, but because I listened to you talk, I know from a couple weeks ago that it is uh, my mother the car. Well, see what I, I I may have just inadvertently sandbagged one for old USA. So Chad, hopefully you can get back on the board with this one. <laughs> oh, I got it I got it right, right? Yeah. Okay, sorry, Chad. <laughs> That's okay. Chad, you can already see there's a conspiracy here for the old US of A, can't you? I, I can. It's not very fair, but I'll take it. You're gonna need to pull a Sidney Crosby and and, and, and and go for the miracle here. Uh, this show followed the adventures of two astronauts as they fly around the universe in a winged car nicknamed the Space Hoopty <laughs> in the twenty third century. Your choices are Cool Cadets of Deep Space Nine, Space Dudes, Homeboys in Outer Space, or the Galaxy Gangsters. I'm going to go with the uh, Cool Cadets of Deep Space Nine. There's a solid answer. I would have picked that, too. I'm sorry. The correct answer is Homeboys of Outer Space. Canceled after just a few episodes because a lot of people found it very offensive. (laughs) Wildly offensive. (laughs) Speaking of wildly inoffensive, Eddie, the AV Club called this show about two unemployed men who begin to dress like women because they think the economic recession has affected men more than women. They called it fascinatingly awful in a way where you wonder how the heck something like this got onto TV in the year 2012. It lasted just two episodes. Hold on, it was 2012? This isn't Bosom Buddies, the old Tom Hanks show? No, this was, this was a contemporary version from just a few years ago. Interesting. Uh, 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 and obviously, a lot of people didn't find the, the cross-dressing plot uh, very politically correct. Was it called Dress for Success, Women in the Workplace, Boys Will Be Boys, question mark, <laughs> or Work It? Uh, work It. USA, USA, USA. <laughs> Jackie, I'm hey, sorry. I'm cheering for Canada. I like Canadians. <laughs> Except for the one Canadian that I Airbnb'd my apartment to. And we don't need to start talking about that. But <laughs> After six episodes, this show about a baby that can secretly talk like a full-grown adult for reasons that are never made clear was canceled. <laughs> Never made clear. I need to like, find this wait, show. Like Stewie Griffin? Yeah, but but it wasn't animated. Brian. Oh, I need uh, <laughs> Thankfully, though, after the six episodes, the baby lived on in a series of Quiznos commercials. It was like the opposite of the show Caveman, where it started from commercials. They, they actually just spun it off into commercial. 
was the show called Baby Bob. Look who's talking the TV show. <laughs> baby talk or first words. Chad, your answer. And do you have any babies? Interesting. I do not have any babies. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to go with the fourth one, which was first words. Sorry, the correct answer was Baby Bob. I remember Baby Bob. I'm looking that up right now. Did you watch it, Cameron? Uh, I don't recall watching it. I just remember it existed. Yeah. Yeah. Why did that go off the air? I mean, that sounds, that's like everything I want in a show. A lot of these shows I would watch in Uh, retrospect. I think that's your answer. All I want, I want to like see a, a very small baby dressed as an old person walking around talking. Like if I could just see that. That's when, did you guys see those Avion commercials? Where the babies are rollerblading? No. No. Oh, lost my mind. I'll send it to you guys. Yeah. We'll tweet that out on the podcast tweet right now. Everybody (laughs) can see that. I would watch a show only of a a baby elephant getting a bath. I think that's about the (laughs) cutest freaking thing in the planet. Well, because they have one of those big sponges on a stick. Yeah, and they're just like all (laughs) laughing and rolling around. And it's it's really funny. I would watch any show that involves a man whose job it is to scrub something with a big sponge on a stick. Chad, what's your favorite TV show? Uh, Like all time. All time. Oh, all time. Uh, Or you can go current if that's easier for you. Parks and Rec. Oh, that's a good choice. Good sense of humor. See, I thought you would have said home improvement. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like they just got it up there in Canada. Sorry, Chad. Ch- Chad, for that comment, you you have to make a comeback here, man. Come on, Chad Key. All right, All right I, Eddie. I think it's your turn, right? Oh, wait, are we at the beginning of a new round right now? Yes. yes. Okay. So these now are worth three points each. Oh boy, this is. Oh wow! Point. So you can get back in this. Yep. Come on, Chad. Key. Yep. All right, Eddie. This show from 1983 about is about a shapeshifter who could turn himself into any animal he chooses, and he used this ability to fight crime. Actually, it may be adapted into a film by Will Ferrell and Adam McKay, but notably, the original show was not a comedy. Interesting. So the show Fringe was not the only show that had the term shapeshifter? That's like a thing? Shapeshifting is totally a thing. Yeah. I did not know that. They did not create that. This little dyslexic brain. (laughs) (laughs) You're thinking of shift shaping. That's the problem. Uh, Eddie, Eddie, is the show Call of the Wild, Manimal, The Inner Beast... Or Beast Man. Ooh, ooh, I like. I don't. I don't know. But animal, animal. no, no, Inner Beast. See, that's one I like. The correct answer is Manimal. Oh, yes. Canada up. I'm for sorry. A huge comeback. Joy, I should have listened to him. That's my apology. Oh, we should listen to. So, well, I just didn't get three points, but it's still like what three zero. I think it's two zero. Two, two zero. Oh, yeah, two zero. Chad, so he can take, take the lead, lead on this one. This one. There Chad you go, Chad. Key. Good luck, man. All right, Chad. This is a show about a dentist who lives with his family and a chip named Buttons who used to work for the space program. Uh, episodes revolve around <laughs> Buttons' doings and undoings, uh, like stealing an alarm clock, which gets Mike, his owner, arrested for public indecency, even though he's in his pajamas. It is considered one of the worst shows ever made. Is the show called Me and the Chimp, Monkey Business, Bananas, or Monkeying Around? Jeez. Bananas. I would totally go in with you, Jackie. It's called me and the chimp. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You know why he's doing so poorly. Uh, Mr. Uh, Chad Utke just tweeted publicly, and I'm, I'm monitoring the Twitter verse. You forgot to. <laughs> he just tweeted currently podcasting with the relevant podcast gang, Sans Pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't explain anything because I'm still doing pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see below this table. Chad, is, that a, is that an electrician thing or a strep throat thing? 
My Twitter account is hacked. I don't know. Oh, Chad, you're lying. You're not wearing pants and you know it. To me, to me, you're just wearing a big North Face fleece and a nice collar and no trousers. But a nice pair of uh, socks, though. You gotta that's, keep what, that's the Canadian long johns. He's got long, he's got long johns long on. Long johns. Pretty cold up there, eh? It's the national uniform of Canada. Uh, I don't know. It's about 45 Fahrenheit, 50 Fahrenheit today. Oh, thanks for converting for us. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, he almost said, you know, it's like 12. It's like negative 2 Celsius, eh? Like what? My parents live in Denver, so I kind of have that conversion already in my head all the time. Now, interesting. Oh, nice. were, were, were you born in Canada? <laughs> Did they come from Canada? I was born in Canada. They moved down about five years ago for work. They left you behind. <laughs> yes, like Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Oh, nice. nice. Give him points for that. Chad, you basically just hey, made yeah. your way onto the show. He, he, he just got seven points yeah. right there. Just, that's really real. For, for the pithy comment. <laughs> yeah. All right, so now the next round, uh, final round. These are worth five points each. The score is currently Chad Utke, seven, and uh, Eddie, two. All right, Eddie. After drinking an experimental serum, an orangutan develops an IQ of 256. And becomes a Washington political advisor. This is like Jeter style. I mean, this is like the end. You know, you can walk up and you can knock this out of the park or you can... Uh, Chad, Jeter Jeter is a baseball player. (laughs) I I watched the game on Friday night. Oh. Give him more points. (laughs) Three more points Chad just gave you three more points. gave him more points. All right, Jesse, what are my options? Is it uh, uh, Mr. Bananas goes to Washington? Oh, God. Monkey in the middle. That, that's the Eddie Koffold's life story. <laughs> I am. Mr. Bananas goes to Washington. I was there last week. All right, keep going. Mr. Smith or going ape? I mean, going ape. I mean, I'm doing my head. Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith. I trust joy. I should. Ladies and gentlemen, I think that may be a walk off. <laughs> 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 All right, so, Chad, so I think Chad gets another shot here. Yeah, he gets the yeah, last he does. Well, yeah, first. it's tied seven seven right now for real because mm, uh, because Chad had seven and uh, Eddie had two. He just got five, so it's seven seven. Yep. Chad, it's all or nothing right here. That's it. Bring it. All right, Chad. This is an extremely high concept show. Uh, to help his photographer brother, a Hollywood talent agent dresses up as a hippie for a photo shoot. A modeling agency thinks he's actually just a very ugly woman and hires him to move to England, which he does in hopes of reuniting reuniting with the love of his life, though he maintains his disguise as a very ugly woman. What? The show is either called <laughs> She's the Man, <laughs> oh the ugliest girl in town, <laughs> girlfriend, or the new girl in town, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> what I love is that you wrote one of these or three of no, these. Three of them. Three of them. And, and, and you can't see him, Chad, but he is um, just disgusted with himself as he's reading yeah, them. Can... This is how I spend my time. You know, when I look back at my life and reflect one day, right? He how can't... many times were spent writing these games? He canceled date night with Dana because he got word that there was a big game coming today, and so he was up all night writing these little titles. All right, Chad, what do you and think? I still get amusement from it. Anyway, <laughs> I get more amusement than anyone else is listening. <laughs> All right, Chad, what is it? This is for everything. Girlfriend, the new girl in town, question mark. The ugliest girl in town, or she's the man. I'm going to go with the ugliest girl in town. You win, my wow! Chad. Wow! Chad, 
God, good job, man. Congratulations. Redemption for the War of 1812, right there. Just for that, I'm closing this show with a Nickelback song. (laughs) (laughs) Or Avril. All right, well, uh, congratulations. That'll do it for, what's the name of the, Jesse? What was the name of the game? Did this seriously get made? And that's referring to the game, not the TV shows. (laughs) God save the queen, Chad. Stay tuned. Up next, feedback. You're listening to Kai Kai. The song is Her, the remix. Awesome. Uh, what? Not not. It's her, not she's the man. No wait. What was? What was? What was <laughs> she's a man. No, the <laughs> ugliest girl in the room. The remix. <laughs> I can't remember. I, I don't want to let my mind go back to that place. <laughs> <laughs> it's from their new album, The Fantasize Remixes, which is playing right now at the drop at relevantmagazine.com for free. Go check it out. Love it. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Last week, we asked you, what should we dress up as for Halloween this year? I'll crowdsource this thing. Well, uh, Carla M. Boyd has one for you. Oh, hold on. So you I would say, you talking. guys went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. You guys hit us up on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast. And post it on Facebook as well. Here's a few of our favorites. I'm not sure that after I read this one, we'll actually need to do any more feedback for you, Cameron. But here you go. Carla M. Boyd okay. said, answer, for all the single ladies like myself crushing on Cameron, we respectfully ask if you would please dress up as Han Solo disguised as a stormtrooper. <laughs> so that's not the weirdest, awesomest comment ever made. And that came from direct message into Cameron's. <laughs> Who knew? They were all single ladies crushing on you and that you being Han Solo dressed up as a stormtrooper would be a thing, but I see it. I should do Han Solo, because Cohen's going as a little stormtrooper. Well, if you do, uh, send a Snapchat to Carla Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can say that. If you do, make sure Carla Boyd knows, because I think... Uh, is Carla dressing up as Princess Leia? Han uh, I Solo. think she kind of perpetually is. Han Solo, though. I could I could do that, couldn't <laughs> I? He's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, the thing, the thing is, if you dress Cohen. up like Han Solo, like, you know, like Harrison Ford... People will think you're just like a cool looking dude. Oh, Indiana Jones. Yeah. Just you look just like, look like a cool dude in like, like a Indiana jacket. Jones. Yeah. You're just wearing brown brown pants and a tan shirt, aren't you? Well, well, well that's my thing with Kyle Lanes. He said a flying fox, which is good. Oh, yeah. I that's good. That. How, how would you f- dress up as a flying fox? Uh, I think <laughs> I think you have to come across the body of one and and and, and skin it and just make it. You want to look It'll real wear and terrified. It. Yeah. I mean, they're about a taxidermied one. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he said or. Walter White. Notice he didn't say Heisenberg here. Oh, so you're you just, just dressed as a <laughs> as a chemistry teacher. You just dress in khakis breaking, and like a green sweater. You could do a Breaking Bad one. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, that's an old reference. That was last this, year's wasn't Halloween this party. Year's, uh, wasn't this the last season no. ran this year? Or was it a year ago already? I think it was a year ago already. It just feels dated. Yeah, yeah. Julian Peter 03 says... For Cameron to be a large, fleshy tail who is infatuated with Jesse Carey and seeks his love. Oh my goodness, wow. that's pretty people awesome. Are get, people are getting creepy, dude. That that that's that weirds me out. Just th- having word, you read that like yeah. makes me yeah. cringe. And the word "fleshy" is so yeah. like it's, gross. This is it's like and moist. I read it correctly, you guys. If it's if I'm a really good <laughs> if I'm a good fleshy tail, I'm going to be moist as well. Okay. <laughs> 
Right. Hey, hey, Eddie, I have a, a I, Ed, let me know if this offends you, man. It will. Uh, I was just randomly scrolling through and I saw the words Eagle Scout and I, I couldn't find it again to see if it was that Halloween costume. If I dressed up as an Eagle Scout, you would, could, that, would that be like irreverent and sacrilegious to you? It'd be like wearing yeah. the flag. You can't dress up as an Eagle Scout. Why You're, not? Exactly. Because it's not just the uniform, it's the heart and soul, and you possess oh, none of that. It. No, you don't have any of that. <laughs> no, I can totally do it. No, will, you have I, the heart I and soul. I bought some on eBay, and I'm going to do it. Heart and soul? And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to like make, I'm going to walk around and like tie fake knots for people. No, Brett, that's the problem. And that's one <laughs> of the best. like, hey, this is so cool. This took me. <laughs> it's probably the dumbest thing you could say. Good it's idea. like the dumbest idea you could have, Carrie. <laughs> Um, is because hey, all night, all night on Halloween, you could be trying to earn merit badges. You can even you can go, just in the corner trying to start a little fire. Go to your, <laughs> go ahead, get a uniform and go to your local scout be shop. The guy at the party. I'll help you make sure that the insignia is correct. Oh, question! I have a question then about your uniform. On okay. your left pocket to signify <laughs> you're an Eagle Scout. What would be on the left pocket? I I would uh, I it would be I would take off my glasses with a little tape here and go hmm, let me see <laughs> yeah you might be an eagle scout get my magnifying glass yeah, it might pass <laughs> you answer that one correctly all right well listen there's a bunch of there's a bunch more uh, go go chime in we we really do need your suggestions uh, for creative Halloween costumes and which brings me to uh, this week's editorial question of the week I'm I'm just gonna keep it rolling do you want me to do a music bed for this po- question we're, we're having a we're having a, a Halloween party we're gonna have a DJ <laughs> everyone's invited literally not anymore so and slices you know we talked about DJ names yeah and so you know what we want is for you to make a pitch to us of why you should be the DJ for our Halloween party and we mm-hmm. want to know what your DJ name is gonna be right and kind of the whole persona what can we expect hiring you as this DJ name, what do you bring into the table? And in addition to that, if you get chosen, if your outfit idea gets chosen, we will fly you down to the party. And the games at the party are going to be two things, bobbing for apples yes, and try to tickle Cameron and make him laugh. Right. To leave the feedback, you don't need to go <laughs> to Twitter or the Facebook page or the podcast episode. If you go to the Central Florida Craigslist under Misconnections, <laughs> look, for, Misconnections. look for Dope House Party 2012. All Misconnections will be there. There's, or there's a Google map whatever. you can print out. Joy, can I give you a DJ name? Yeah, DJ, DJ Tanner. Oh, done. Love it. No, but you have to be kind of orange at all times because that would be your thing that you fake bake. Yeah. Well, see, I, what I was thinking is you would just carry around like leather goods and be like, yeah. have the little mallet. You'd <laughs> yeah. be actually doing tanning. Yeah. There's oh, so many yeah. things I could combine. While she's DJing, she's the, the turntables because you're playing MP3s anyway. Right. The turntables are actually rotating pieces of leather that yes. are under a heat lamp. That you're tanning. This is so good. Yeah. I can see it all. I'm going to go back to being blonde yeah. and do my hair just like hers. Or if you there's a, there's a comma, too. It's DJ, comma, Tanner. <laughs> so it's like both of those It's just things. your job title. <laughs> right. 
whatever service you need, DJ? I can provide. Yeah. DJ, comma, Tanner. But you have to do leather tanning while DJ. Yeah. So I'm Ted Danson. You're DJ Tanner. No, Ted Danson. Yeah, that was... Dude, and from all the coming. tanning, my, my skin is a little leathery. Listen, mm-hmm. okay, two things. Number one, I changed the, the description. I just said, hey, last year was a blast. It's not... I didn't say insane. I took it out. Yeah. So, and, uh, and, but I read it. I and, still read it. And, no, it's already gone. <laughs> and two, I closed it. So now... Oh, my... Now my, that you're Ted Danson, you've got to come. Ted we Danson, need, this Ted, party needs Ted Danson at it. Is it Ted Danson? Yeah, yeah. D is C I N Dance D A N C I N. But I still only play the Cheers theme song. Like, but I'll just do different things underneath it. But at its core, it's three hours of the Cheers opening song, and the rest of it's just kind of freestyling. It's so good. Yeah, we need Ted Danson at the party. <laughs> and, and truly, if you can't find that Craigslist ad that Jesse was talking about, I would just suggest on Halloween around like five, six o'clock, just going to the relevant offices because Cameron always says the address mm-hmm. and then look for him leaving the building. Just follow him home. Yeah, it'd be no big deal. Like anybody who wants it's relevant media group. Actually, you can find the address here and just yeah. follow Cameron back <laughs> to his house. Not a problem. Not a problem at all. So, okay, so we want to know what your DJ, your Halloween party DJ name would be and what we, what, you know, are you tanning leather goods? You know, that kind of stuff. Hit us up uh, on Twitter at Roland Podcast. You can post your answers on the podcast episode page at RolandMagazine.com or you can hit us up on Facebook as well. The great thing is after DJ Tanner sets, he's like, all right, everyone have a good time tonight. Pick up your wallets right by the door. I made a whole batch. <laughs> Like like those uh, school and uh, summer camp Indian crafts where you would like kind of <laughs> yeah. make the wallet instead of glow sticks. She has those like a little that, wasn't that your Eagle Scout project? Uh, wasn't that your Eagle Scout project? I'm, I'm not going to talk to you about that. Okay. <laughs> you know you've wasn't done that your, wasn't, that, wasn't that the the accumulation of about a decade and a half of your work uh, your <laughs> making, making some wallets, um, <laughs> some cool beaded wallets. <laughs> Hit us up. I'm Cameron Strang or whatever you say now. <laughs> Many thanks to OK Go for talking to us. Make sure to check out their new album. Uh, and you can read more about them in the new issue of Relevant, which is out now. Um, it's, a, it's a good piece on creativity and innovation. And I really liked it. Go check it out. And thanks to uh, Chad Utke for talking to us um, or joining us for the game. And for everybody who tried to get on but couldn't get in, uh, you know, keep trying next time. And on, on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie Koffel. I'm Chad Michael Snavely. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Joy Egrich. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, at Relevant Podcasts. Check us out on Facebook and get bonus material from this episode at the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And don't forget to check out the magazine. It's available on newsstands and at the iTunes App Store, or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. I feel like a person that should have fake dreadlocks.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.